This is Advice for Life with Lynn, Season 1, Episode 4. Today's issue, Embracing the Female Orgasm. As he said, um, it was just he and I together in the office, and that was the first time it had ever been just the two of us. It was always the three of us. And he said, you know, I need your help with another thing, too. He said, I, I, I think that... Uh, that my wife is is really going to need your help getting mentally reengaged and physically reengaged. This is going to be a bit of a challenge for us to rekindle our sexual relationship after all these years. And I said, okay, well, what sort of conversations have you had so far? And he said, well, she brought it up and she said, you know, I, I'm sorry we let that part of our relationship go. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a very exciting show. Can I tell you how much I'm excited about this podcast? Because we get to talk about everything you're going through without having to be PC or worried we're going to offend somebody or that somebody's going to judge us. Although I'm sure people are anyway, but who cares? So here's a warning right off the bat. If you are easily offended, stop this podcast and go eat a cookie or something because we're going to let it all hang out and find solutions to things that you might be too shy to even talk to your best friend about or your doctor about. Definitely don't talk to him or her. Like orgasms. Like maybe you thought they were for every other woman but you. Well, forget that noise. We're going to the source today. We're going to get the best advice on the female orgasm. I don't know why even saying that sounds naughty. We're going to get over that too. We're going to find out how to get pleasure and how to keep it. Whether you're a young woman and you don't know how to get to the top of your mountain or whether you're going through menopause and you feel like a desert inside and you don't even want to think about spreading your legs or maybe you're a cancer survivor and all the stuff you did to keep you alive is killing your sex drive. We're going to bring sexy back and orgasm is going to be the finish line. I don't even know what that means or what I'm saying. But what I do know is that even in this day and age when we as women claim to be so progressive and in touch with ourselves and hot and obsessed with our butts and our selfies and our sexualness, we're still freaked out about our pleasure, about orgasm. Today, we're getting over that. Today, we're going to reach nirvana, and we're going to like it. But before we get to that... Time for Lynn's confession. Porn star. (laughs) (laughs) Top three things on my mind today. Yeah, I do sound like a porn star. I don't know where that came from. Maybe in another life. Number one, yet another podcast I hope my mother isn't listening to. (laughs) See, I still have some sexual hangups, too. I can... I can blame Catholic school. Yeah, that sounds good. Which taught me, nice girls don't enjoy sex. Or as my granny would say, (laughs) S-E-X. She wouldn't even say the word. All right, number two on my mind today. If anybody looked at my underwear drawer, they'd think I was a nun or maybe asexual. I think it's time to upgrade the cotton briefs and the period panties with some pretty fine lacy numbers that aren't the ones on sale at Target. Okay? Even though I love Target. And number three, I'm wondering why God or the universe or whoever made orgasm didn't make it last all day. Think how happy everybody would be. What's up with that? And why am I talking like this? I don't know. (laughs) All right. Oh, my God. I'm so weird. (laughs) 
Enough foreplay, sorry. Let's get to it. Today's guest has the best advice on all things pleasure. She is Dr. Elizabeth Roy. Background check. All right, the background on Dr. Roy is pretty impressive. She's one of the leading experts in the country on sexual wellness. There are experts, you know, in emotional wellness, dietary wellness, spiritual wellness. Well, her specialty is sexual. She's the co-founder She's the founder of Doctor Studio in Boca Raton, Florida, where she and her staff offer the most advanced non-surgical techniques with anti-aging and sexual wellness procedures using stuff from your own body. She'll explain all that, but it's pretty cool. Dr. Roy also trains other doctors on these procedures, so you know she's pretty good. She's also a speaker and author of the book, Activate the Female Orgasm System, The Story of the O-Shot. Okay. The O-Shot, I can't wait till she talks about that. She's also one of the most compassionate doctors you're ever going to meet who truly cares about people. I mean, truly, women and helping you get your O on. She's also pretty gentle when it comes to your hoo-ha and a needle. We'll get to that too. I can speak from experience. Welcome, Dr. Roy. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's great Thanks to be here. Thanks for making the big trek. God, all the way from Boca, two hours. Okay, so is it true that over half the population has some sort of sexual dysfunction. It is true for both men and women. That's like half my neighbors. I know. Certainly not me. Yeah, yeah. And people feel isolated when they have sexual dysfunction because we don't talk about it. But in fact, 50% of people have reported to their doctor that they have sexual dysfunction. What does that mean? Like what? Well, it means that things have changed enough that it's really affecting their life. So if you're a man, for instance, you have trouble maintaining an erection or getting an erection or having an orgasm, um, you know, that causes anxiety. And, and then you withdraw, and then you start to avoid sex, and then your partner thinks that you're cheating on them. I mean, it means all kinds of different things. It's very, very impactful in our lives. If you're a woman and uh, you have pain with intercourse, and so it hurts, and so you don't want to do it, and you know you don't want to tell your partner that it hurts, and so you, you sort of live through it until you just are so anxious about it that now you, you know, pretend you're already sleeping. I mean, again, it, it's impactful. Phil, our audio engineer, is nodding on every single thing. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It comes Phil, in lots of different flavors. <laughs> you know, so he what, knows somebody who does. What about just like not being in the mood? Is that also a yeah. sexual dysfunction for a woman, for example? Uh, it depends. It depends. If you're never in the mood and you've never been in the mood, then it may be your normal. Mm. Yeah. That would suck. And that, well, I mean, you know, unless it's your normal and you're comfortable there. So it's, dysfunction is when you're not functioning the way you normally should. Yeah, and it's sub somewhat subjective. Yeah. I mean, certainly, um, just as pain is subjective, right? Uh, it, you know, does it does it hurt? Is it uncomfortable? Is it good enough for you? That's where, as physicians, I don't think that we have the right to stand in judgment and say, "Well, you know, that's not dysfunctional enough to really deserve any attention." Mm. It's a it's a change in your life that is affecting how you feel about yourself. And how it is that you're able to uh, be in your relationship. And, and it's, it's clearly a dysfunction. So what is the number one thing that you hear that women in particular complain about? Women will very often lose their desire for sex. 
um, there's, uh, we certainly, we call that low libido. And libido is usually hormonally driven. It can also be that you lose your desire again because there's pain. Because you're dry. You're tired. Because you're tired. Because you can't, you know, you're having a very difficult time reaching orgasm. And then you feel like, I'm taking too long. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, who has not felt that before? And that's, you know, that that then makes you feel like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do it. So you start avoiding, right? And then it can be just really um, a low desire that didn't exist just six months ago. That, you know, you were plugging along and really had a healthy libido, and now, for whatever reason, you, you don't. So we don't need to focus on whatever reason that is. We just need to know that it's changed. I think that's the first part of getting help, is just to know that it changed, yeah. And then, and then as you delve in to, uh, well, what's changed? Well, when did that start? And, and then what are some of the reasons behind that? Sometimes there are stressors, and so there are psychological challenges. Sometimes there's a bad relationship, and you feel vulnerable, or you feel, you feel like you can't be vulnerable. That's probably even more appropriate for this conversation. Um, and sometimes it's just that you are hormonally depleted, and there's no chemical drive and there's no ease of arousal. And then when, you know, you finally get yourself there, it's very difficult to orgasm. Maybe you're not sensitive anymore after your first child or your second Mm -hmm. child, you know. Why do we have such a hard time even talking about it? So a woman's judging herself, it's taking me forever, or I'm not in the mood, or I'm tired. And then God forbid, I can't even talk about, you know, I don't ever remember before I met you, I... I don't know if I ever actually had a conversation even with my best friends. Oh my gosh, how was your orgasm? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, are you having trouble reaching? It's just not something we talk about a lot. Isn't that crazy? It is. Yeah. I don't understand it, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know why we don't talk about it. I have this conversation all the time. And I think that, uh, I think that as women in particular, we wait for someone's permission to be women. And it's it's really dumb. You know, we don't talk to our sisters about it. We don't talk to our best friends about it. Because we have a hang-up about pleasure. I guess. I guess. I, I think that, that it just speaks to how competitive things really are, just from a, from a primal place. Mm. You know, and so if sex I talk plays to you such about a role. My, my an orgasm problem. Yeah. That means yeah. I'm not as good as yeah. Maybe on a subconscious level, maybe right. Well, that's freaky. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, because I mean, we'll- talk about vulnerable. I mean, you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable to really even reach that climax, and then mm. to talk to even your best friend about how you know, you're not able to reach that climax or you're really uncomfortable in that place. You but know, we're okay just, with, you know, going out yeah. and... My boobs need to be bigger. Absolutely. And I need to... Yeah. yeah my stretch but, marks are driving me crazy. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe this pleasure talk will yeah. get the more we talk about it, the more we'll be okay with it. It's I hope so. It's definitely a hang up. It is. But, and I think, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a power thing, right? I think that... that if we're talking just about women here and what makes women tick, it's very different from what makes men tick. Mm-hmm. And I don't think women really understand men. And that's an interesting topic 
one of these days. When it comes to their orgasms? No, or just when it general? comes to men in general and yeah. the way that they relate to sex and what sex means to them and, and what they mean to Well, sex to for men is physical. Women not true. It's not true. No? Tell no. me. No, women think that. Well, we're talking about women, right? No, but you <laughs> gave me a little crumb, though. I know, but let me tell you about women Okay, really okay, quickly. tell me about women. Yeah. So I think with women, um, you know, we, we're afraid to take power. We, we wait for permission to have power. Mm-hmm. And men don't. Men take power. And if you try to take it away from them, they'll fight you for it. But women don't. They don't. Some, if you look at history and, and just thousands of years of history, women had power. They were, they were the uh, uh, you know, matriarchal. And then they don't have power. And then they have power and then they don't have power. And I think that that's how we are as women. We, we don't really take our power. And pleasure is, is that same way. We don't, you know, when's the last time? I had a couple, I have to tell you, this is great. I had a couple in my office yesterday. And uh, they, I've been treating them from a wellness perspective and uh, also from a sexual wellness perspective. They are in their late 50s. They've been together for 30 years. They have two grown children together. And um, they sat there and were talking about how much closer they are now and how incredible their their sex life is and it was always good but it's even better now after 30 years of marriage well they're taking very good care of themselves they're both hormonally optimized now we've done o shot and priapus shot which is a regenerative therapy yeah um and he he looked at me and he said you know she was borderline predatory Ooh, wow. Yeah. Now and I, my said, interest. <laughs> I said, that's cool. <laughs> and they both laughed. They were right there and they laughed, Aww. you know? And that's it. She is taking her power and she loves it and he loves it. So, and it's taking their sex life to the next level. So let's talk about taking your power. So okay. some of the top things a woman can do mm-hmm. to enhance her sexual wellness yeah. and her orgasm is... Yeah. The O-Shot. Well, that, I wouldn't say that, actually. Okay, uh, that so. is one of them, for sure, and we'll certainly talk about that. I'm very passionate about the O-Shot. But the best thing a woman could do for her sexual function and her libido is to be her best self, really. Her self-esteem is the most important How do you piece. Do that? Uh, you eat good food, you move your body, you think good thoughts. You only are around people who are supportive of of who you are, you be your authentic self. I mean, that's the most important part of sexual function. Well, that is true. It is hard to take off your clothes and yeah. act like a lioness when you don't really like how you look or no. how you feel or what right. you think about yourself. That's right. And it doesn't matter how you look. It really is how you right. feel about yourself. And, right. and that's, you know. Well, that's what I hear from men. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter how you look. It's really amazing, you know, when you when you see a woman walk, into a room, for instance, and she's just crazy sexy. And you pick it all apart. Quite often, she doesn't have, you know, the, the, the thinnest body in the room. She doesn't have the best skin. Her hair isn't, you know, all done up. It's, it's her attitude. It's how she presents she herself. She's sexy, it's how she, so she, is. she knows she's sexy, yeah. and well, so she true. is. 
Yeah, so that's a very cool thing. And then, of course, you have to get your body working, right? And so you, the eating good food is very, very important. Drinking enough water is very important to how you physically feel and really how your skin looks and how vibrant you are. Um, we want to make sure that you're hormonally optimal. So if you're a young menstruating woman and you have um, irregular periods, well, you're not hormonally optimal. That's not optimal, mm-hmm. you know? And your doctor might say, well, your, normal, your levels are normal, but... Normal is not necessarily optimal. So you have to be optimal hormonally. If you're a woman who is perimenopausal, where uh, you know you're, you're in a transition that can last for quite a while, you have to see someone who can help you with maintaining hormonal balance through that period. If you're postmenopausal and you're experiencing um, you know vaginal dryness and thinning thinning skin and uh, uh, vaginal tissue rather, and low libido and you're not sleeping well and you're grumpy. You need to seek some help. So are you talking about hormone replacement therapy? Sure, mm-hmm. absolutely. And sometimes the hormones will correct themselves when you eat properly and you, you cleanse you know, your body and you drink enough water. But sometimes it takes some help. Mm-hmm. So that's a very important piece of this whole thing. So those are things that we can do on our own. Eat well, eat well, um, exercise, get enough sleep, positive mm-hmm. thoughts, like ourselves, yeah. maybe look at your hormones. Yeah. And then also, mm-hmm. what else can a woman do? Well, um, those are big things. Mm -hmm. So the icing on the cake, in a sense, is regenerative therapies. One is using platelet-rich plasma, which... um, PRP. PRP, right? And it's called the O-Shot. And that is where um, we we actually use your blood and the the healing power that your body uh, has, and we concentrate it and inject it into all the right places. So we're uh, turning back the clock, if you will, with your sexual potential. Well, let's talk about the right places. Okay. All right. <laughs> when I had it done, I thought it was going to be one place. So you inject it into where? Two important places. Two important places. Um, we inject it intravaginally, and then we also inject it uh, around the clitoris. And what does that do? Well, it regenerates tissue, so it stimulates whatever organs are there. For instance, in, in and around the women's urethra, which is where the urine exits, uh, there's all kinds of blood vessels and nervous tissue. And there's Skene's glands, which produce lubrication. And it's just a very sensitive, juicy place. Normally, until it's not. And that's where the dysfunction comes in. And so can so do you recommend the O-Shot for all women who are having some sort of dysfunction? Like, it doesn't matter if you're peri or yeah. irregular periods. Like, can it, you do. Yeah, I, I actually recommend the O-Shot for all women and all men. It's a regenerative therapy. And so why wait until you have a dysfunction? You I have a fair amount of, of uh, people who come to my clinic and get the a PRP procedure, O-Shot for women, private shot for men, um, who don't have any problems. Just like you use good skincare, mm. you use good cleanser, you use healthy uh, uh, makeup. You know, you, you do all of these things to prevent... Um, the aging process, or certainly not prevent the aging process, but to slow things down, to preserve as much as you possibly can. That's and, really it. And so to water it down, the the, the shot, you take blood yep. from the person, you... I process it to yep. make platelet-rich plasma. And you inject it into the And then I inject and, it into the hoo-ha. Right. That's right. <laughs> and where does it inject, where do you inject men? Right into their hoo-ha. Really? Like yeah. Where exactly? Yeah. Like on a, the shaft of the penis and on the glands of the penis. And here's the thing, Lynn, you had the procedure. It doesn't hurt, does it? 
Well, doctor, I'm not going to lie. Okay. It wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't eating grapes. But um, no, it, hurt. it felt like somebody kicked me in the hoo-ha. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like a little... I mean, you were super gentle, um, and yes, the area is numbed. Everybody says, "Oh my God, is it?" The shot didn't hurt. Right, it was right. the expansion, I guess, of the tissue, uh-huh. and I felt kicked uh, down there for maybe sixty seconds. After that, no problem. Yeah, I mean, personally, it was uh, freaking amazing. I okay. was. So, I would you do it again? Oh yeah. Okay. I wish I could so live with the needle, but I mean, yeah. I, I I don't ever remember feeling that way in my twenties. I mean, I was like. Did I ever reach this place? I didn't yeah. know my brain had. Yeah. I felt like I could feel my blood vessels in my yeah. brain that I didn't know yeah. were there. Isn't that awesome? It's freaky. Yeah, that's called an orgasm. Yeah, I've learned a that. really good yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Um, okay, so okay, so the oh yeah, I'm all like, <laughs> um, so yeah, so let's talk about really quick a woman who doesn't have a partner. Does you, you know, I think women who don't have partners, they they feel cheated, you know, or they cheat themselves yeah. out of pleasure. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I can only speak for myself. And if I didn't have a partner, I would still have sex. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I really can't judge somebody else's uh, actions or lack thereof or whether how important sex is to them or not. I would just say, be really honest with yourself. And and it's fun and it's yours. And so, if you want to touch it, do. And why not? And you'll learn a lot about yourself so that when you do have a partner, you'll be able to help that partner um, better perform, if you will, better pleasure you, which is what they're trying to do anyway. So women probably should learn about yeah, themselves, well, whether they have a partner or not. I would say so, yeah. Right. And if you don't use it, you lose it. You really do. Explain that. Well, physiologically, the body will adapt to only what is necessary, right? So if you're not having sex and you, you don't, you're not stimulating the skein's glands by causing a friction, by causing a friction that increases blood flow that stimulates the skein's glands to produce lubrication then you're going to really not lubricate very well. So everything goes sleepy. So everything goes sleepy. If you're mm-hmm. not um, you know, exciting the tissues with, a, with the endorphins that are released as a result of sexual stimulation, then you're going to have a very difficult time getting aroused once you start you know, activity again. So you really do lose, act, lose the physiologic... Um, uh, uh, hypervigilance, if you will, right? It's just kind of everything gets quiet. So they say we should exercise 30 minutes a day mm-hmm. or go to the gym three to five times a week. Mm-hmm. How many times should we be not just having sex, but pleasure yeah. or lubricating the skin's glands yeah. or whatever we need yeah. to be doing? That's really tough. You know, I I hate to say should, Right. Be- what's optimal? Be- what's well, and, and I can't advice? even really say that. I, I, I guess I would say, you know, touch yourself as often as as you can. Why not? Right. It's part of loving yourself. It's Why part of nurturing like yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know. I mean, really. I mean, it is. It is. And so, however often that that comes to you, however often it crosses your mind, do it. If it's once a week, it's great. Crossing if my it's mind twice now, a month, that would be really that awkward. Happens. That happens. <laughs> Isn't that great? So all I have to do is talk about it. That's how we are. Reminds me of the song so when I touch myself. <laughs> what is? I've always wondered. I haven't known you that long, but long enough. What is your personal connection to 
I mean, you're a doctor. There's a million things you could be doing. Yeah. What is your personal connection to, you know what? I want to help people have sex. I want to help yeah. people feel good about themselves. Yeah. What motivates you? Well, I have a beautiful wife. And it's amazing to have uh, a really healthy, intimate relationship. And so I have a really healthy, intimate relationship. And and it makes you want to help everybody else have a really healthy, intimate relationship. And that starts with how they feel about themselves, and then it starts with how they present to others, and then it's and then it and then it moves into how well do they respond, right? And do they allow themselves to respond? So orgasm mm-hmm. is connection. Pleasure is connection. Mm-hmm. That's we actually release a, a hormone called oxytocin when we orgasm, men and women. And oxytocin is, is known as the cuddle drug because it, it is a bonding drug. It's what women who breastfeed actually release oxytocin. And so here you have this kid hanging off your breast who bites you every now and then, but you just love them so much. And that's a hormonal signal. That's, that's who we are as human beings. And so oxytocin is also being used right now very successfully with autistic uh, individuals. And it, it brings them out of that, that withdrawn state and it makes them more social. It, uh, it helps them be more social, I guess I should say that. You know, we're, we're all neurotransmitters mm. and chemical signals. That's what we are. And so sex is very important because you get the benefit of those chemical signals. They actually relax the heart. They, 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 that oxytocin is a very feel-good hormone. It's you have a sense of well-being. You know, you look at your partner differently in the morning after you've had sex the night before. Yeah, they're right? not so irritating they're anymore. They're not. They're not. They're cute. <laughs> they smell good. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> what should we be teaching our daughters about? Orgasm. I feel like, mm. you know, although porn is a whole different subject, yeah. that's a different thing, and it's so available. Um, and I, I just feel like our culture is more accepting for men, for boys. Yeah, you go out, you have sex, orgasm. Mm. Um, but for girls, it's look pretty, be hot, be sexual. Mm. What should we be teaching them? I think we should teach both our boys and girls about intimacy. Okay. I really do. I think the orgasm just happens. We don't really have to teach them much about orgasm. I think we have to teach them about intimacy and what that means, uh, the, the vulnerability that goes along with that. That's so amazing, but can be really difficult if you make the wrong choices, right? And so um, um, if we talk to them about intimacy and we talk to them about trusting themselves and each other and... Uh, uh, and, and allowing all of that to happen, we won't really have to be worried about their orgasms. I, I really strongly believe that. Now, we do say orgasm at our house all the time <laughs> at the dinner table. My daughter yeah, is 11, daughter, right. and uh, the word orgasm is always It's like out blinking. There. Yeah, like it doesn't, it's just, function. yeah, it's just what it is. She hasn't asked us really what it is. I think she gets it in the context of uh, some sort of, adult exchange and she doesn't really want to know anything about it at the moment (laughs) you know but when she does she'll certainly feel free to ask i i hope and 
And uh, so we, from child, let's go to old people. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we see old people and go, oh, they're holding hands. How cute yeah. is that? Are they yeah. still having sex? Yeah. Should they be having yeah. sex? Are my parents having sex? Well, we don't have to get into that. But you know what I mean? Anybody in their 70s, 80s, yeah. can you still get it on when you're 80 or 90? Yeah. Well, you know, it's awesome that you asked me about that because Thursday I had a couple in my office. They have been married for 39 years. She is 75 years old, absolutely gorgeous. He's 69 years old, her younger man. Mm. And he has had some real challenges down there. And uh, he, he came to me and said, you know... I really feel like I want to try to re-engage in a sexual relationship with my wife. I mean, they hadn't been doing it for a while. For a long time. They hadn't had sex for a long time. In fact, he couldn't remember the last time <gasps> they had oh, sex. No. Yeah. It was really, it was tough. He wasn't even sure if his worked anymore. Aww. And so he was, he was interested in going down that path of, of trying to uh, rehabilitate. But what was really awesome is he said, um, it was just he and I together in the office, and that was the first time it had ever been just the two of us. It was always the three of us. And he said, you know, I need your help with another thing, too. He said, I, I, I think that uh, that my wife is, is really going to need your help getting mentally reengaged and physically reengaged. This is going to be a bit of a challenge for us to rekindle our sexual relationship after all these years. And I said, okay, well, what sort of conversations have you had so far? And he said, well, she brought it up. And she said, you know, I, I'm sorry we let that part of our relationship go. And he said, really? And she said, yeah, I, I am. I'm sorry that we let it go. And he asked her if she was okay with perhaps trying to get it back. And she said, yes, I am. So that was the very first part of the adventure was just what did they do talking to me well you know it's a long process that was just thursday <laughs> so, what, what, what is going to be their course of action well we're going to do some hormone panels on him we already have cleaned up his diet and, and hers as well and we're in the process of getting them better um we're going to do some hormone panel on her as well we're likely going to treat them hormonally and try to bring their levels um up to a more optimal um uh, balance, I guess, if you will. And it won't be that we're trying to create, you know, super grandma and super grandpa. <laughs> you know, <we're> really <laughs> that just, wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> that wouldn't be so bad. They get plenty of life in them, believe me. Um, we're just going to try to stimulate the sexual organs and bring some health to to the area. We're Are gonna, they doing the shots? They're going to do the shots. Um, so it's a, it's a process. For her, it's going to be a lot easier for us to fix her. Mm-hmm. We'll get her wheels back on the cart in no time. For him, it's going to be much more of a challenge. Because? Well, the penis atrophies over time if it's mm, not used. Like you were saying. Yeah, you if you don't use it, it you, you lose it, it for sure. You oh, know, wow. that whole connection goes yeah. away. So do you tell him he needs to like yeah. masturbate, yeah, I gave him a exercise? Pump. I gave him a, a pump. penile pump. And he's going to start to and that's use like the a pump gym and masturbate. It is, okay. yeah. It, it encourages blood flow. It's why like can't he do that with blowing his hand? up the balloon? Well, you don't quite understand the penis. Lid. I don't actually at all. Yeah, yeah. So Tell it's me. a pretty complex process of getting an erection. Oh, yeah. There is a nervous connection, so there has to be a a, a sexual stimulus that leads to releasing neurotransmitters, which stimulates nerves in the penis, which then allows 
uh, the blood vessels to dilate and open, but they have to open enough to really truly fill the penis to a certain pressure, at which times the veins just shut. So the veins close, They're, they have valves that close at a certain pressure, so now blood can't leave the penis, so blood flowing oh. in is greater than blood leaving, and that it's whole system has to, it is complicated. And that so the whole pump system. does it for him. So basically. the pump helps to bring blood flow back into the penis and to stretch the tissues of the penis. So mm. think about a balloon, right? Mm-hmm. That's just been sitting there. And, and, and what do you do before you blow up that balloon? You stretch it a few times, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're never going to be able to, to really fully fill it with air. There's going to be too much resistance. He's going to have such a good time. He's having Once a good time there. already oh, just thinking great. about the the the, uh, the idea of, of rekindling. And I will say, as for women, <clears throat> the taking a long time business seems to creep, at least from my Crazy, expe- isn't it? experience, it creeps in. It's not like overnight. Yeah. Yeah. And the beautiful thing yeah. about the O-Shot, and again, I only did it once, I can only speak from my experience, is that um, I guess it would be like, I'm trying to remember back, like when I was I know, 18. Well, you know, when it was like 30 seconds, well, that yeah. was quick, as opposed to 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and Just, what a difference that makes because yeah. it, your mind, yeah. you're not judging yeah. yourself anymore. Yeah. It's a crazy thing, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. It's like, you know, really, this is just fun. It's just fun. Right. You don't have to hurry. We're nobody's in any hurry here. This is just fun. Yeah. Yeah, but women are nuts. They yeah. They think... Oh my God! Oh my God! I'm taking too long. Right? You know, and then that shuts down the whole, the whole th- process. Anyway, yeah, it does. It are you does. kidding? That's well, like... same thing with men. Men are the same way, boy. If they, mm. if they have flashes of their mother while they're in the middle, you know, oh, forget about it. They're going to lose their erection. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that would it be, happens, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's we, a very, why would he have a flash of his mother? Well, anyway, you know, yeah, okay. sometimes your mind drifts, right? You're thinking yeah, about work and you're this and that, and then all of a sudden, I'm supposed to call my mother. Oh my god, I'm thinking about my mother. <laughs> you know, it happens. I'm scratching my forehead. Yeah, that's bad. Okay, so Dr. Roy, your top advice. Yeah, your advice for life mm-hmm. for. Uh, orgasm and sex for men and women is take it seriously take it seriously it's a very important part of being a human being it's a very important part of your self-esteem the the, your productivity how much money you make how confident you feel it's very very important and there is there's help out there Um, if if you have certain hang-ups that are not physical dysfunction then go see a sex therapist and if the first one you go to didn't help you go see another one and just know that there's help out there you just have to find what's right for you Um, if you're having physical changes and problems communicate that to your partner and tell them you're having physical changes and challenges and that you're committed to getting some help and that it's not them and reassure them that it's it's not them and continue to communicate and get some help. Uh, if you're having physical problems again, um, you know, make sure that you're looking at hormone levels and you're not just going to uh, any old doctor that you're really finding somebody who understands what what the numbers mean and they they under, also understand that it's not all about the numbers that you're the patient they have to actually treat and help you to rehabilitate 
uh, find somebody that's not judging you and and deciding that you know you're not dysfunctional enough for certain treatments. That's crazy. Uh, consider getting the O shot and the Priapus shot from. Um, uh, from a trained physician who really understands how quickly this regenerative medicine approach is changing and who's keeping up with the changes and the evolution of of the whole process um, because there's a lot of hope there. And be okay with pleasure. And be okay with pleasure. And be okay with, um, with just allowing yourself that intimacy. Even if even if you're struggling with having an orgasm or your your sex is painful or you can't maintain an erection, you know I have I have patients that are amazing, and I have women that will uh, uh, um, sexually stimulate their their male partners who are recovering from prostate cancer and who can't get an erection but who can have an orgasm, and mm-hmm. they have fun with it anyway. And that's amazing. Because that is total acceptance, and that is loving, and it's pleasurable, and it doesn't have to be a certain way, but there's just as many couples that shy away from having sex because he can't have an erection, and she doesn't know what to do if he can't have an erection, and he doesn't know what to do if he can't have an erection, and he doesn't feel like a real man if he can't have an erection, yeah. and, and and she doesn't know how to feel help him feel more comfortable, and it's a really difficult place to be. And, and conversely, same thing. If she is having such pain with penetration that that he can't penetrate, there's lots of other things that you can do, trust me, you know? Couples make a whole lifetime of, of sex without a penis mm. or without a vagina mm. or without a, an erection, you know, um, or without penetration vaginally. There's all kinds of different Fine ways. pleasure. Fine pleasure. I've had 75-year-old women tell me that they are now having anal sex with their husbands because it hurts too much vaginally. But they're okay with that because it's working for them. Wow. How amazing is that open is that that's inspiring ways that's inspiring (laughs) it is inspiring inspiring. yeah so don't let it go use it or you'll lose it use it because you have it that was beautiful so your your advice for women for example who've gone through cancer who've lost all libido yeah because of all the things they were doing to keep themselves alive Mm -hmm. what what can what can you suggest for them I can suggest the right kind of hormone support. Absolutely. I have women post-breast cancer in my practice, post-ovarian cancer, post-uterine cancer. Because I'm sure that gets overlooked. You know, if you're fighting for your life, you just want to feel good, stop throwing up, have energy to take your kids to school, and then your sex life is like not even a thought. Yeah, so when you get past all of the, the treatment and the difficulty through that process, and you're ready to get your body uh, working again for you, know that you can. Know that you can. Know that there is hormone therapy that is very safe and very effective um, that will restore function and desire, that there is platelet-rich plasma in the O-shot that will restore sensitivity and lubrication and ease of orgasm and improve orgasm even beyond where you were before. That certainly is, is possible. 
know that we can use platelet-rich plasma with the vampire breast lift to mm. re-stimulate tissue in your breast um, so that restore sensitivity and a more normal feeling to your breast. A lot of women who have gone through reconstructive surgery actually don't have very good feeling and sensitivity in their breasts, and so they're disconnected from their breasts. It doesn't feel like they're their breasts. It doesn't feel like it's participating in the sexual experience. They, they just sort of feel like ornaments, and that can change with Play the Rich Plasma. You can actually restore sensitivity of the nipple in a woman who has had a, a, a breast augmentation even mm -hmm. and has lost the sensitivity of the nipple. That's incredibly common. That's, mm -hmm. the, that's the most common side effect. You mm -hmm. can restore sensitivity. The breasts are very important parts of just the sexual by experience. Plasma on there. For a lot. Wow! Just by, yeah, we say we say just plasma, right? I know. I mean, your whole body is an amazing machine. And the blood contains all kinds of healing elements. It's just that about 30 years ago, we figured out how to use this. Mm. And it's just now coming around to um, office-based procedures where, you know, we can really make some some nice changes just, just by taking your blood and re-injecting and, and activating so the growth factors are released and those growth factors create a migration of stem cells to the area and it stimulates stem cells that are already there and you regenerate tissue and I mean it's pretty exciting I am very excited right now good <laughs> after all of our discussions <laughs> thank you so much Dr. Roy <laughs> thank you fun. You can find Dr. Roy at Dr. Studio in Boca Raton, Florida. You can also reach her at her website, drstudio.com, social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also read all about your own orgasm in her book. It's a good one. Have it by your bedside. Activate the female orgasm system, the story of the O-Shot. I'd like to be activated. All right. For more on all of this, go to my website at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. That's F-O-R, by the way. Four, not the number. You can check out my blog as well. It's got great stuff on exactly what we've been talking about, especially when it comes to the big O. And submit your questions to AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. Ask me anything. Sign up for my free email as well. You'll get the latest tips and advice and rate my podcast on iTunes. Tell me what you think. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about. <laughs>